Hello and welcome to Sometimes Heroes, Season 2, Episode 13. My name is James, and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players. Hi, my name's Molly, and I play Eden, the noble human sorceress slash wizard. Hi, my name is Mark, and I play Gige, the human fighter paladin. Hello, my name is Eric, and I play Sten, the half-orc barbarian. Hello. Yes, it is I, Amanda. I play Galena. She is a dwarven bard. She is good. And I am Winter, and I play the elf druid Sariel. And last time on Sometimes Heroes, you fought three minor fae posing as bridges. Man, minor. They didn't feel very minor. Felt pretty major. They did feel major, especially the one with the tentacles. Uh. Indeed. It was not joking around. But you decided to bring one of their heads with you. You also got some cash and a sword. You all got 100 gold split between you, unless you kick one gold or two to your uh, sprite buddies, because they probably couldn't carry any more than that. No, all right. it might, it's, it's, no, it's my gold. <laughs> but as you advanced into the next region in the Feywild, into a clearing with tall grass and a boulder in it, four foxes approached you red, black, white, and brown, and proceeded to tell you all the bloody things that are about you. Do they want to believe? I don't get that one. <laughs> X-Files. Yeah, I, I get that, but that's as far look, as I got. Coming in. Look, Gij is from the Empire, and he knows when strange people start talking to you, you don't look at them, you don't respond, and you keep walking. So he's not going to pay any attention to these weird little foxes and keep walking. <laughs> the one that was currently up on Gija's pant leg falls down and does a... Galena is fascinated. And the last thing they asked you was a barrage of questions, including, where are you going? Who are you? And are you heroes or are you villains? I was going to say, Sten, generally speaking, Stan absolutely does not know that when something is... Uh, when you're trying to get somewhere that you ignore adorable animals, you're stumbling across along the way. But in this case... He's sort of exhausted by all the crazy um, assortments of adventures they've had and just, just staring blindly ahead with like a thousand yard stare. Oh. <laughs> uh, Galena Go looks, she, she looks at the pixies like with a expectant face waiting for them to signal if it's okay for her to respond to them. <laughs> Eden, Sariel, you doing anything? I feel like I should at least do some kind of knowledge check on these little guys. Okay. Eden will sneak up with a net very carefully. <laughs> Because they're so cute. <laughs> Do you have a net? No. This is just something that she's daydreaming about, but that she's not actually going to do. Uh. Thinking about how nice it would be to just be able to take all these cute animals home and just have a parade of cute animals following her everywhere. Oh my goodness, it would be great. You can open up a petting zoo in the Garden of Thieves' Lucky Coin. The Garden and of Eden? Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Fake petting zoo. Okay. Sariel, what are you trying to figure out about these foxes? They're they're obviously kind of not normal because Feywild and nothing is. I guess Sariel would be trying to figure out what they are and if she knows, thinking back on any stories, if she knows anything about critters that ask questions like this. Okay, if you're thinking of stories, go history. If you're trying to determine by looking at these things specifically to see what they are, real nature. But only do one of those. I'm going to do nature. Okay. As you were thinking about this, Galena, you look over at Daisy and her uh, beefy friend, and she looks sort of confused and perturbed. Well, this wasn't here last time either. There used to be a tea party. I mean, those are pretty dangerous, but this is weird. I don't know what's going on here. So you don't, animals. <laughs> so you don't know these guys? She, she looks at the foxes, but she's asking uh, Daisy. 
Absolutely not. Hey, foxes. They all look up and sort of line up right in front of her. What's your deal? You here to trick people? Eat people? What's going on? The foxes scurry around in a circle, just all chasing each other in this little kaleidoscope of color, and then stop again. We just want to know everything. Can you tell us what your favorite color is? Yeah, which one of us is your favorite color? Uh-oh, I feel like this is a trap. <laughs> Galena says, I like blue. And none of them are blue, right? <laughs> they stop and just dead-eye stare you. <laughs> Sorry, what was your roll? Sorry, rolled an 18 in nature. Something is off about these foxes. It's going to take you a minute to figure it out, but before long you will. Gige, as you are stepping forward purposely to get past these uh, talkative foxes, I assume. Oh, are they directly in our path? I mean, they're sort of running around your feet. He's trying to go in the direction that the fairies have pointed us and just kind of avoid stepping on the foxes as he heads that way. Okay, it's not super hard. The foxes sort of stay with the group as Gij walks through this tall grass past the stone and immediately, Gij, you see the ruins of a tea party. A minuscule tea party. A tea party for the size you used to be. There's just like... Four long tables with little tiny perfectly carved chairs next to them with a ton of cutlery and little plates and cups scattered about in the grass around it. Uh, there's also like blood splatters everywhere. Ooh, that's, that's what I was going to ask you about. Gij will stop in his tracks, nonchalantly turn around, walk back towards the others, and then say to the fairies and the rest of the group, the tea party has been broken up. I don't think its former participants are around anymore. Oh, and at that, Gij is actually going to hand his daggers to Sten. Even though he probably doesn't know how to throw knives, he does not want him hitting Galena with his pylum again. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, why would that... Why, you, I mean, I, you just want to hit her with knives? I think a knife oh. would hurt a lot less than a pylum. I think it tracks that you can give Sten a dagger from your inventory so he has a sharp object that's not okay. the sword. Yeah, that, that would actually be useful to cut in, in my hand, but I think the pylum's still going to be a better throwing thing. So as, as I'm telling everyone about the ghastly scene that the tea party has turned into, he usually like reaches into the right side of his coat, pulls a small knife out of one of the, um, out of one of the loops and just like flips it in his hands and then holds it with the handle towards Sten. He's like, yeah, take this. Why, thank you. Yeah, so By the way, out of character, since you didn't say that in, in character... You really think that pylum is the problem <laughs> of all of, of all no. the weapons you're trying to choose? No, but I'm pretty sure if you hit her with a dagger, it's going to hurt less than a pylum. No, no, but I'm saying it's the sword that I want to. The only reason I had to use the sword in the last battle was because I needed something to cut the tentacles with. Well, now you have an alternative. Yes, and that I approve of. Hey, Sten, here's something completely different to stab Galena with. <laughs> Thanks, all Gish. Of- all I'm saying is daggers do a lot less damage. So if he messes up, I'm, look, look, Glenna, Glenna lived on a boat. I'm pretty sure she's used to being stabbed. Mm-hmm. And yes, I stabbed Eden too. Well, sl- slashed really in both. I, yeah, in, see, yeah. Look, look, I've been, I've been in a lot of fights. Getting stabbed by a knife is a lot different than getting stabbed by a sword. Trust me on this. Mm-hmm. Very wise. That's something only experience can tell you. Golan is just kind of, I don't know, is this in character? If it yes. is, Golan is just watching them with her mouth, like, pursed, just looking very disdainfully at the both of them, like, okay, argue about which is the best thing to accidentally stab me with, I guess, plan ahead. Why don't we just hand Sten some pillows? Just go away everything <laughs> sharp and dangerous and just give him a whole bunch of just soft pillows, and he doesn't have to worry about hurting anyone in that case. I can still light on fire. <laughs> 
He's it's yeah. He's gonna just he's gonna Look destroy this, the pillows when he. I, I just gotta rage. own it at this point. I, I'm I, sorry, but you know sometimes sometimes I stab someone. Look, sometimes that person's my friend. It happens if, to the best of us. No. Oh. Well, no, whoa, whoa, but... whoa. Okay. Yeah. Let Let's hold up for a second. This is a discussion with a lot of different uh, philosophical angles, and we could really have this discussion all day and not come to a conclusion. It really yes, depends let's... on your definition of villain. Oh boy. Let's have that conversation. Made a terrible first, mistake. He's just gonna quickly put his hand on Eden's shoulder and like turn her away from the fox. Yes, I might want to stop talking. At least the black fox runs around in front of you, Eden, and stands on its hind paws. Aww. Tell us. Tell us where you're going. Do you want to come with us? Are you going to the autumn court? I don't know, guys. Are we? <laughs> I actually am not sure. <laughs> I can't remember if that's where we're going. You look over to Daisy and she just shakes her head very seriously. We don't want to see the Lord of Autumn. Unless you want to risk that one in a hundred that he might, you know, give you a wish or something. Sariel has been sort of side-eyeing these little guys until this point, and now she turns and looks each of them over carefully and says, no, I don't think we would like to take that chance. We're just passing through. As you are watching them and saying this to them, they say very cheerfully, that's too bad. Well, I guess then you must be going to the Breathing Mound or the Old Cave. But you notice as you have been inspecting them, watching them for anything that would give you a clue as to what they really are. And you see that when you start speaking, all of them put their ears back. Like angry? They are treating you as if you were a threat, more so than everyone else. It's also not something you would expect from a fae. And in this moment, you sort of come upon the conclusion, these are druids. Ooh. These foxes are displaying people emotions with their faces. Whoa. Didn't I know see that I'm, coming. I'm I know I'm not winter, but out of character I'm are they children? Does she relate this to us? At this realization, Sariel pauses and just studies their faces one more time very carefully. She's lived with animals long enough that she knows their animal expressions, and then there are people faces. And while there's some overlap, not this much. Not even with domestic animals. Indeed. And as you were thinking about this, coming to this conclusion, you hear Daisy say to these creatures, Look, we're going to the old cave. Don't bother us. We're leaving. You're not going to try to eat us or anything, right? And the foxes all pipe up and say, No, 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 you can't go to the old cave. There's a big angry bear there that chased us away. I think Sariel would probably address Daisy. Daisy, I don't think these are fey. Really? No. Look at their faces. I think these are other druids. Daisy looks at them, doesn't get too close, stays a good like five or six feet away from them always, flittering back and forth in the air. If you're not Fae, uh, I guess we're leaving, because there's no reason for us to be afraid of you. Don't backstab us or follow us. I'm watching you. She does the little eye thing to them. Let's go, guys. Old cave it is. We're not listening to any dummies trying to trick us. Sten's a little confused by the idea that only Fae can ever... But he's like accepting that that might be true, and he's forgotten all the times in the past that things were trying to kill him that weren't Fey, or rather, invented all the times in the past that things that weren't Fey were trying to kill him. Was it all a dream? Well, if they're druids, they're ninnies. Unless we're doing something horrible where they're not going to fight us. Oh my God! Did you just say that? That's so insulting to our this. How? Can, <laughs> I'm taken oh. aback, sir. 
taken Sariel, aback. I'm sorry. Sariel would just very casually shrug. Compared to the Fae, I'm pretty ninny level. I mean, I can turn into a bear, but I'm not gonna, like, warp reality or, like, barter for all your memories or anything crazy like that. Worst that's gonna happen is I'm gonna bite you and, like, <laughs> maybe turn you into a squirrel or something. I don't know. I'm still figuring that out. Turn me into an otter. Galena's, like, now that she's heard that the foxes aren't dangerous, quote unquote, she's gonna reach down and pet one. No! Oh that was not <laughs> oh the takeaway from that. I would they're like not... to I would like to roll to prevent her from doing that. <laughs> they're not they're not dangerous. I'm gonna say Galena can do this pretty easily because these guys are thematically pretty spread out amongst you. While you're doing this, however, uh Sariel, I want you to make a dexterity save. Ooh. You know like when you're leaving like a party or you're just passing by like a dog and you just absentmindedly scratch it behind the ears as you're leaving. That's oh, what hi, she's doggy. thinking. Yeah, like, oh, okay, you're not dangerous. I'm going to pet you before I leave. Bye. Hi, Doc. <laughs> you're my favorite customer. Yeah, you're my favorite customer. Galena, as you bend down to pet it and several people react as if this might be a bad thing, the other three all launch themselves at Sariel. <gasps> yeah! No! And what? You are, you are in a fox pile. Well, they're not. They can't knock you down because they're very small. We launch themselves like aggressively, or or. Or is it more like, oh, let's play. We're gonna lick your face. <laughs> gonna eat my face. Adorably, adorably eat my face. <laughs> they are climbing up on top of you, and one of them has its head in your backpack. Can I impose mm. protection? I'm going to say no because it's something you see coming, mm -hmm. and these guys rolled pretty good stealth. And you all right. also said you were going to try to do something else, which the third one was distracting you guys. Sariel, there's a, several foxes on you, around you, fur in your face. The brown one, its head is in your backpack. Sariel's going to twist her body very suddenly, partly hoping to dislodge them, but mostly in an effort to get her backpack off and pull the fox out of it. Okay, roll in athletics. Sariel rolled a seven in athletics. Luckily, the foxes rolled a zero, <laughs> as they have Lucky a minus foxes. four strength. Wow. Oh no. You swing the backpack forward and turn yourself as well. All three foxes fly off you in various directions and immediately sprint away, the black one turning around and hissing at you before saying, It doesn't matter which way you go, we'll find you and we'll kill you and we'll take back what's ours. What? Whoa. These Whoa. guys are weird. Whoa now. Let's calm down. Sariel's like, hey, hey now, that's not necessary. Wait, okay, I'm sorry, out of character. Did Sariel let us know that they are druids, or do we understand that they are druids? I was not trying to whisper when I told Daisy that, so if you were at all within my proximity, you would have heard it. Do you think there's some sort of fey reincarnation of the uh, of the, the dudes we killed last, last season? <laughs> Sariel frowns deeply. She's no longer, like, completely sure that they are druids, just sure that they're not fae. And I think at this moment, physically, what she would be doing is just frantically checking her backpack to make sure everything is still there. Specifically, I believe I'm the one holding the weave. Make an investigation check to see if you can, like, see what it was probably going for, <laughs> if that's possible. May I roll a perception check to see if it got anything from her? Uh, wanna... yes. Okay. Sariel rolled an 18 in investigation. He rolled a 7 in perception. 
you're pretty sure it didn't get anything. You didn't see anything in their mouths, and unless mm-hmm. they could, like, unless they swallowed something, they probably didn't have anything. But, Sariel, as you are looking through your backpack, you see the little cloth that is wrapped around the shard of the stag's horn has a little bit of, like, spittle on it and a fox tooth stuck in there. Sariel will take a moment to remember if she told the party what that does. No, you never told us. Sariel will take a moment to consider if she wants to tell them right now what the pixie's around. She'll she'll address the rest of the party. I don't think they got anything, but what it looks like they were after is that sliver of stag's horn that we got when we were back with the other elves. Galena says, I knew it. Those foxes must be some sort of fairy reincarnation of the, uh, I've, okay, out of character. I've already blanked on what those guys were called that we, that we killed. Who? The druids. The four druid, the four druid spirits. Oh, the Ashbrown. Yeah. They're, they're reincarnate. They're probably, well, I don't know. Would I know this? But Galena figured, I mean, I figured it, I, I assume out of character. Oh, interesting. I had not thought of that. You seem to be shot in the dark. They're like ashbound ghosts or or something. As you guys are musing, Daisy and her compatriot look a little dubious. Uh, two questions. One, wh- why why do you have a shard of the most evil thing around? And two, don't you know how to count? There were five ashbound. Oh, though I suppose if the one that you still have the piece of is, you know, not reincarnated. I don't think things get reincarnated here. There was a very large uh, following that we thought we dealt with, but there might be more. Foxes have run off. Yes, the foxes have disappeared into the tree line. So Gij is going to do something that's probably like really peculiar to you guys. He's going to leave his shield on his back, but now he's going to have the sword of the squire and the cold steel sword. So he's walking around with two swords now. He's dual wielding. And he's going to walk over to the rock that they were running around and try and stab the rock with the cold steel sword. Uh, Okay. Are you committing to this, or are you, like, poking the rock? Oh, um, poking the rock to see if, like, it's a fey monster. Okay. You jab the rock several times with the cold iron sword. Doesn't seem to do anything. Clinks off. Okay, this one's just a rock. It's not another lesser fey pretending to be a rock. Not everybody's a rock. It's just me. (laughs) Oh, so I, I wanted to ask Sariel because she rolled like a, f- a ridiculous, I think, 24 when she was sizing up the, the, the bridge trolls. What's going to happen with this guy, Sariel? Will he reform and then like eat us? Or is he just going to be stuck as a head for a while? It's be I, I'm, I'm going to nix this question and just be like she answered this last time. Okay. In, in length, which is basically like this guy doesn't understand what friendship is and will probably play with or at you. Either way, it will end with you getting hurt eventually. He'll learn the value of friendship, I believe. Oh, I do have a question, and so this isn't really the space, the the place for it. But if we were to take him out of the Feywild, how would that even work? Uh, He would be an outsider. He would be a thing from another plane that is currently in your plane, which means his grasp on it is slightly more tenuous, and he might snap back at any moment. Okay, I'll put that in my back pocket for later. Um, Why, Why did they want that antler? Is it, like, really useful for magic? Can you make a really good potion with it or something? The stag was a really powerful creature. Mm-hmm. And there's still a lot of really powerful residual magic in even smallest parts of what's left of it. Sariel stumbles a little bit and makes meaningful eye contact with Gij, sort of silently asking him not to press too much further right now. 
Daisy is similarly like squinting at you. I don't know why you have that, but you definitely shouldn't use it. Can't come to any good. Sariel looks over at Daisy and nods very seriously. It was a gift, and it seems wrong to discard or attempt to destroy, but I understand that even well-intentioned gifts can be very, very dangerous. Well, that's good. So, are we headed to the old cave? I'd like to say before we respond to Daisy, because Gigi's not wearing his blindfold still, as Sarl's explained, his eyes are kind of doing that thing where they're like looking off in the distance, almost like he's trying to do math. Like, oh, okay. Like, he doesn't quite understand, but he knows she's like, uh-uh, no. Yeah, no, let's let's get going. Let's just, as soon as we get this done, soon we can help Sten. Okay, this place was the easiest place to get through so far. You trudge about 40 feet past this rock, past the completely destroyed little tiny tea party in a very specific direction. And as you do this, as you get near the edge, Daisy calls back, think of being sleepy, just a little bit. Oh, wait, actually, can I say something as we pass by the little tea party? Sure. I mean, for the pixies, he'll he'll point down to the what's left of the tea party and he'll say to the pixies, did you know them? I've been here once before. It was a class act. I'm pretty sure it was only really one fae that was pretending to be all the partiers. It was pretty weird. Good conversation, though. Well, they're dead now. Eh, it might come back. Oh. Daisy, okay. what would kill something like that? Cold iron. Uh, another fae. Now that we know it wasn't a fae, it probably is fine. Probably just hiding. And to be honest, we probably don't want it to come back while we're here. Yeah. Because then we'll have to go through the whole tea party without eating anything. Hmm. Sorry, old nods, and just keeps keeps moving. Okay. So as you guys go through the tree line, do you guys think about being sleepy? Sten was already continuously thinking about being sleepy, so yes. Sten succeeds uh, the hell out of that role. Galena will think about what, what uh, Daisy said about thinking about being sleepy, but she's not really sure why Daisy said that, so I don't know. In character, I think Galena's just being perplexed about it. Out of character, I'm like, okay, I'm sure Galena has to think about being sleepy. But no, in character, she's like, why do I have to think about being sleepy? Hmm. While Gij would normally be resistant to authority, he saw that Daisy has tried to leave them correctly before and immediately starts to think of a nice armchair he has back in his house that's covered in a quill. He's like, yeah, let's get them sleepy vibes. <laughs> that's enough of you. And as you pass through the tree line, the sun goes from near high noon to almost set in an instant and you guys are standing in front of a cave, lightly forested around it. So can we set up camp here and get a full night's rest? Because I think we kind of need it. That is a good question. I think that is a good idea as well. Daisy looks over to you and says, Well, the foxes, they may be messing with us because it's autumn. There shouldn't be a bear in there. But they did say it was dangerous this way and that we should go the other way, which is a stupid trap. That, that way you have to do the perfect thing or you get all the life sucked out of you. Either way, we should be careful. Unless that perfect thing is performing, I don't think we would have achieved that. So much snark I can deliver right now, but I won't. <laughs> no, do it. Do it. Bring it. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't think Stan would do that. It's just terrible. Okay. <laughs> I know. In character, Galena's just like, yeah, I'm the best. Out of character, I'm like, she would, she would fail her role. So should we not? I mean, if it's dangerous here, should we not be trying to do a, a full night's rest? Because I feel like if there is a bear... And we set up camp, get ourselves some rest. And if we make some extra food, we'd be like, yo, what up, bear? We got some food. Let's, let's be chill. Guys, yeah, sure. It's a bear today. But you know, tomorrow there's going to be like the sun coming down from the sky. 
to melt all our faces. And then the next day, it's going to be the rivers coming alive and coming out of the water to kill everybody. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to stay. You're pretty good at describing the Feywild. Dariel had been considering strongly arguing against taking a long rest, but when Sten goes on his long explanation of, like, the things that are going to happen... She's like, oh no, maybe we should sleep. <laughs> well, we're almost out. Once we get to the back of that cave, we should pop out in the natural world. Will we really? Tiny, adorable creature. Will we really? Well, We've if memory popped serves. Out before into various hellscapes. Well, I knew we'd be in various hellscapes, as you say. So what's in the cave besides maybe a bear? Normally bats and or nothing. Eh, but let's just go through, okay, guys. Yeah, yeah. If, I mean, it's, if it's going to lead out to the to the natural world, we can just sleep when we get on that side because there was not going to be horrible fairy monsters that invade our dreams and eat our brains. Uh, you raise a good point, and we have a bear. Sorry, will beam, just bright smile. <laughs> We're uh, all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> this would probably be a good. This would probably be where Sariel would bring up Hagish, hey, our fae friend that we've been bringing along Mm -hmm. we can bring him out of here but his hold is going to be kind of tentative on our reality like i don't know if we can keep him there i don't really know what purpose it would serve to to bring him along Mm. okay let me confer with him so gish will take out bridges where have you been holding him the whole time i want to say there's probably like like a netted part on gish's backpack where he just keeps his other sling stones that the right. ones that he hasn't really evaluated and he's just been like bouncing around on the pile of rocks as you reach back there and look and like start to pull him out the head jumps out with all the sling rocks that were underneath him and starts like scuttling around on them oh hey. no Woo-hoo! Hey. new body well, that he's, not be gonna be, he's, he's not gonna be very big no he's tiny yeah he's gonna be like a foot tall if anything he's a tiny head on a tiny body well he's a he's... very large head on a tiny body <laughs> He's like, hey, hey, and he'll take out his cold, um, cold steel or cold iron games. Hey, 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 now there's no need for that. Stop it. I need those rocks. Really? Yeah. Can I just give them to you when I'm done with them? I'm hanging out with you anyway. Yeah, but you want to eat people and that's kind of crappy. And we can you eat something that's not people? Well, you eat living things. Yeah. Okay. How about if, if, if someone tries to attack us? And we kill them, which is very likely to happen because of sin. Would you be willing to eat them? Hmm. Can we give them a riddle first? Do you only eat the riddled? Does that like season them? I guess that's like your favorite rule, huh? Do you need to? Well, I don't need to, to. I just want to. Is it the head specifically, if I remember correctly? Oh, no. That was just because there were three of us and we did always fight over the head. So, but I, I, I got used to giving people riddles. It feels good. All right, guys. Should we, should we leave him here? Or do you want to take him with us? I'm curious to hear the riddles. No, because then he'll eat no. <laughs> no, he'll eat the other people. He'll clearly never hurt us. I kind of like the idea of if he has a small fey body and then he can eat our enemies. <laughs> I I think this is a bad idea, but okay. it'll be hilarious if he comes along. Our sidekick, the riddlesome rock monster. It, like it. Yeah, r- riddlesome, troublesome, definitely. All right, Bridges, here's the situation. Does he have all my stones, James? All my uh, sling stones? Yeah, but he was sort of living in your pouch, and if you, like, reach down and pick up a stone, it just comes off him. I can easily just get more stones, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
All right, Bridges, I kind of like you. I have rocks in my head too. What's your fate? And I kind of don't get that stuff. Well, I don't get all your natural world nonsense. So I tell you what, we're going to let you stay here. We've given you a smallish body, but it's better than being ahead. And let's just, I don't know, call a truce. How's that sound? You know, bury the hatchet. I don't know about hatchets, but that's very nice of you. Okay. I feel like I always make the best friends when I'm about to try to kill them, and then they kill my friends, and then I just get more friends. Is that are you being serious right now? Deadly serious. You seem if like you... a, that was really top-notch sarcasm, but you don't seem like a sarcastic rock monster, so that's Sorry, dark. Will, sorry, will pipe up. He's not joking at all. Hey, Bridges? Nope. Yes. It's important to have a good quality in friend, right? Hmm, I suppose. And you're going to get the best quality of friend by making sure that they're able to solve riddles. So maybe it's best that if you're going to be trying to trick people, that there's actually a solution. Ah, uh, there used to be a solution. There used to be a fourth bridge, but then people always just took it, so we broke it. <laughs> but that's not very good. You don't... Anyway. Some lateral thing. Sar- like Sariel looks, looks very seriously at him. <laughs> and just kind of wags her finger a little, and then well, just kind of walks away. She's not... We don't, we don't have the time. <laughs> well, Bridges, I guess this is where we part. I'll get more stones. You can have these. Just maybe... Try not to eat all your friends. They're, they they can kind of be more useful when you're not trying to kill them. Hmm. Yes, they can find you rocks for you. Wait, we're leaving the murderous rock monster? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Bye, murder rock. Hey, look, look, I like him. You know, we got something in common, but... Mm. Sariel knows that for the safety of other travelers, they should probably gank him. But you don't, <laughs> you don't kill people after you travel with them. You just don't. It's true, except on a critical fail. Ah, that's so. As you guys are talking to him, he, the head is just tumbling around and picking up more rocks off the ground, which oh. aren't. Yeah, yeah, let's get out of here. Later, murder rock. Bye, Bridges. Bye. It tumbles off into the distance and disappears as it gets into the thicker trees. He's going to murder a lot more people. Look, I mean, if we got to fight him, he's not going to have his buddies. He's going to be a lot easier. And I feel like in some way he's going to kind of owe us. You're a very positive geese for being such a negative person. Sariel is just... I mean, that's a very nice thought. That's not how the Fae work, but that's a very nice thought. And maybe if we do meet him again in the future, he'll be more open to bargaining or riddles or whatever it is he's doing at the time. Glenna, sometimes you just have to have a little faith in people. Maybe, okay, maybe the Fae aren't people, but you know what I mean. Just sometimes you just need to give someone a chance because maybe they act in a bad way because they feel they don't have a chance. I don't know. Well, I mean, look, I've gotten this far. I can probably take more people going after me. What's the harm in giving someone a chance? Even if that someone is a murder rock. Like, like I said, we beat him up before, and we killed his two friends. Even if he does get new friends, they're probably not going to be as strong as the two guys we already beat up. Mercy goes a long way. So, now that you're done letting the murder rock go, as you said, we ready to skedaddle? Yes, please. Yes, yeah. please. I recommend caution, even though the foxes were probably lying. Who knows what's in there? It's going to be a bear. It's going to be a big bear. Okay, I'm going to do a wield. I'm going to I'm going to have my new sword and the sword of the squire. I'm going to have a squire ready just in case we run into. Oh, and also I'm going to touch the what's it called? The order of the sword James, the silver crescent or the silver crescent? Yes, that one. And I'm going to just use my right hand to touch the order of the silver crescent pendant on my lapel. So it's like I have a little lapel flashlight. Okay, cool. So, do you have a marching order of who's going into this cave first? Um Stan, you and me with the fairies at our sides because they're so small, and then the rest of you behind us? Yes. Okay. Okay. Keish and Sten, I want you both to make perception checks. 
as Gija's flashlight pierces the darkness of the cave in front of him, showing just a semi-uneven floor, but mostly flat, some stalagmites as you scan across the room. Stun rolled a 11, and hilarity ensues. Gija rolled a 13 in perception. Hopefully the pixies are more perceptive than us. Okay, pretty much right away, you see amongst the stalactites, and there are some holes in the ground as well, you see a very large bear. Slightly bigger than when Sariel turns, but you also see, as your light goes across it, that this bear has, like, bones jutting out of its back in spikes. Oh no! It's a bone bear, guys. I'm I'm gonna immediately dim and soften the light, (laughs) not to disturb the bear, in case it's not dead. You know, bones are sticking out. Maybe you're dead, but this is the face of Or it's uh, some sort of weird, dire bear, hell bear. Stem's gonna whisper back to the others, it's a bone bear. It was very clearly breathing and like fitfully sleeping. For people who cast light chains, we have a lot of control over the light, right? For you specifically, the color is always moonlight and the brightness is always assumed to be at max unless you say otherwise. So yes, you can dim it if you want to. Yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna dim it and as as Stan is turning over looking over his shoulder to tell him, I just with my right hand still holding the squire, I just put like one finger on my lips like shh. Go quiet, go quiet. Galena's going to very carefully put her loot back because she was pulling it out as they were walking into the cave. You're just going to start playing your loot out of boredom? Yeah, I mean, they're walking through <laughs> secret tunnel. <laughs> secret, secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. <laughs> the mountain. No, no. is like a little bit more careful than that. Um, yeah, she's like, I see it sleeping. I'm not going to. Nope, nope. If anything, she could play a lullaby if it comes to it, but hopefully it won't. But it's we really... all know it's going to come to it. We all know it. It's going to come to it. Stan yeah. will, will attempt to be super quiet because he he obviously, quote unquote, knows that bone bearers have extraordinarily good hearing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's just decided this is true. Who knows? Fair. So you guys are very, very quiet outside. Very, very, very quiet. What's the plan? What are the pixies leading us? The pixie stopped when you gave the stop signal. Okay. And is it clear which way we're going through in this cave? Is there like a tunnel and he's just flanking one of the side tunnels having his Secret sleep? Secret tunnel. The cave itself appears to be pretty wide, maybe 40 feet across and much deeper than your light shows because your light only really shows like maybe 40 feet away. Mm-hmm. And the only reason you saw the bear was because you were particularly on top of it. Cool. I think we should... um when we go through, we sh- we should be on the, the bear side of our horses and the pixies too. Because if the bear wakes up and just goes after the horses, I feel like, yeah, it, yeah. So I'm going to hearing Galena's suggestion. I'm gonna have Ronin and I'm gonna tell the others, you know, get their horses like closer to the wall, and yeah. we'll just stand between them and the bear as we as we try to pass by. Also, Gij will say to Eden and Galena, like, hey, um. You guys might want to cast some light just just to make sure we there's no other bears or bats or, or anything that we might, you know, kick or disturb that might wake up the bear. Just so we get some more eyes out and make sure, you know, we're not stepping on anything. Okay. Uh, you realize the flaw in your sneaking with horses plan as the first horse steps on the stone and goes <laughs> clop. Wait, hold the on. Sequel to Dances with Bulls. I, ha- I had an idea, but I didn't get a chance to say it yet. Okay. I was going to suggest also, because Galena's a thinker, 
I point to my head. We can maybe attach some cloth to their hooves while we walk through or something. I don't know how long that'll take, but it might help. I understand that hooves in caves equals noise. Yes, that is a plausible thing you can do just with spare cloth you have. You might have to use a charge of disguise kit. Yeah, I could do that, actually. Couldn't Stan just pick up Journey? Can I? <laughs> uh, he Aww. could normally, but I'm going to say he's tired. exhausted. Right, right, yeah. okay. It's a Kriegelfell waiting to happen. If someone is able to, like, hoist him up onto his back and, like, tie it to him like a backpack, he might be able to do it. But carrying it in his arms is just out of the question. That is a wonderful image. We should do that. <laughs> right? You, you have a little <laughs> a horse on your back? horse. Eden, yes. Sariel, do you do you guys have any spells that might help us like sneak through this situation? Levitate horse. Sariel uh, <laughs> quietly searches her memory. She could turn all of our horses into dogs. I say out of character. I have an invisibility spell. I would hide the horses. Confuse the bear. Don't think cold person would work on that bear. I mean, I mean, we could try to turn the bear into like a beetle if it Aww. attacked us. Right? Beetles are great. Um, I guess we'll just we'll try and do cloth on the hooves to make them go quietly. Yeah, I mean, even if if you can think of any um, spells that might help us, if you can't, uh, let's just try and you can just use mage hand, and I'll try and pick up any stones that might get in the way so our horses don't step on them. Okay, I I mean the entire floor is stone, but oh, so it's clip clopping that's making yes. noise. Okay, so you guys uh, get some cloth on your horses' hooves, which will allow you guys to make a stealth. Which... Wait, what about fog cloud? Could uh, that obscure us? That it would, would definitely obscure, obscure you. But probably not the noise. Yeah, it just if it woke up, it would be kind of confused what was making the noise. True. Back to bed. That is not, not a bad the idea. worst idea. Yeah. That's not a bad yeah. idea, Eden. It seems plausible there'd be like clouds or fog in a cave. Right, yeah, no, just it's to just wild. It's, I mean, it probably happens. I think it would be know, better caves. than nothing. Let's do it. Yeah, Eden, if you want, yeah, just just whoop us up a bit of fog, just so this way we're harder to, to see and we can just we can just walk with your fog between us and him. All right. Eden's going to rub her hands together. Let uh, If you guys are ready, mm -hmm. I can go ahead and make this happen. Okay. Roll an okay. arcana because we're going to see just how well you are going to control the fog, bringing it with you and make it not. Oh! Damn. Crit. Yeah. This is a critical success. So this is a kind of fog with like a ton of state transitions. So <laughs> yeah, that sound fog. is getting up. I I want to say yeah. she critically succeeded so well on her fog, she's even like tweaking the fog to completely block out the light from our light sources. Like this is uh, pro fog. It's not just making your light not escape the immediate vicinity around you. It is dulling all the sound, even as you guys whisper to each other. It sounds muted. Oh, yeah. You are all going to be rolling stealth at advantage. Oh, Eden yeah. All right. Eden is fogging cool. Ha. Well played. Ha. Ha. As you do this, Eden, you hear something you haven't heard since you put on your new duds, your new uh, control robes. You hear just like the faintest whispering on the breeze of people congratulating you. Ooh, oh yeah, there's a sound I haven't heard in a while. And wishing you success just in life. Just all sorts of affirming things come across the wind. I feel a strange sense of pride. Oh my he, god! He's just he's just nodding. He's like, yeah, no, you deserve every bit of that. That was some that was some top quality fog. Wow, we are critting all over the place. Yeah, here. and apparently Sten and I taking up the lead. We're very encouraged by this fog, and we just both critically succeeded. I rolled a twenty-five in stealth. Sten rolled a. Well, I critically succeeded, so who cares, really? It was a, 20, <laughs> a natural twenty. 
I like to imagine that we like bro fist bump stealthily as we're like taking a lead together. Absolutely, bro fist bump. Yeah, yeah somehow. Like, yeah, silence, boy. Somehow those guys <laughs> critically succeeded and are the best at at the stealth. And then there's Galena and Eden and Sariel who did who did decently, but somehow we're not as good. Well, I don't know. So all of you succeeded your roles, and two of you crit. Some things are gonna happen. I like when things happen. Gij and Sten, as you stop to brofist how quiet you are, yeah. you look down and through the mist you see this weird violet fungus sitting yep. on the ground. And because you crit, you recognize that that's a shrieker. That is a <laughs> type of creature that will make real loud noise if you touch it. Oh my goodness. Can we uh, turn back and mid brofist bump signal to the others? What's the sign language for mushroom screams? I, 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 I want to say Gish knows a little bit of uh, hand signals for, you know, be careful, trap underfoot. I, I imagine that Sten turns to us and uh, signs mushroom screams by making a mushroom-shaped cap with his hands. I and then imagining doing, that as well. And then doing the, the scream face from that painting. <laughs> mushroom-shaped like yes. scream face. Somehow this translates to all of you perfectly. Even the horses understand this. Them smart horses. This is going to go right to Stan's head, of course. You guys go around the Shriekers, which as you are passing them, Sariel, you realize that these were planted here recently. These are transplanted Shriekers. So someone has set up a obvious gosh darn trap and you guys are just going around it like nobody's business. I'm going to give those foxes a very firm talking to if we ever meet up again. Yeah, you tell them. As you are passing the dire bear, which is plated in bone, it looks like it would be very hard to hit. It's fitful sleep, not disturbed by any of the clip-cloppies. As the horses are passing, its nostrils flare, and it sort of rolls over and starts kicking like it's having a good dream. <laughs> but as you are just about to leave, you see several what look like bat-like creatures, except they have four wings instead of two. And on their front, they have a long mosquito-like proboscis, which they land on the bear and start stabbing it, which clearly causes the bear a lot of discomfort, and it slaps at them, but they wheel away real quick. Sariel also recognized these as sturges. <laughs> I was trying to remember the name of those. Those things always freaked me out. That was Eric, not Sten. <laughs> As you traverse the room, avoiding pitfalls and stalagmites and the bear itself, you occasionally look up and see just tons of sturges on the ceiling, all fitfully ruffling their wings, but not Ew. noticing you beneath them. Oh god, it's terrible in here. I don't like the fey world. <laughs> but hey, you guys arrive at a weirdly dark entrance that your light nor the mist pierces, and you hear... Daisy say, hey, get a load of this. Hey, dummies, come get us. And then what? she disappears into the darkness. What? Run. You say run, 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 run. There is a flurry of activity as hundreds of sturges awaken and begin fluttering around the room. The dire bear gets up and starts growling as all of you, I hope, disappear into the darkness? Question yes. Mark? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Is right. angry. Dumb wow. fairy. Thanks, and Daisy. I'm the bird here, apparently. See, and, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to trust Daisy on this thing and make myself get sleepy because she was telling us to just walk across and then she's doing this. Really. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty funny. Bravo, Daisy. Bravo. 
As you get out the other side, two sprites are laughing, knee slapping in the air. I bet they were so scared. <laughs> anyway, yes, we were no. scared. In the Laugh world it up. Not cool. <laughs> Tiny little knee slappers. Don't do that again. <laughs> we're in the natural world now, anyway. Monster mosquitoes. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, those things are really dangerous. I figured when I saw the big stabby faces and the four wings and the fact that there were like 200 of them and you woke them up. Yeah, well, they can't follow us here anyway, I think. As you guys look around, you see you're stepping out of a small, natural-looking cave in a small hill. Water is dribbling forth from the edge of the cave mouth into a stream where there's just a deer that was drinking from it, like, startles and starts bounding away. Sunlight filters through the trees above, and the forest is relatively quiet, but for the sound of running water and the occasional bird call. You guys can feel it in your bones. You're back in the real world. Congratulations, you made it. Yeah, my, nice. my bones feel real. I'm very happy about this. Can we sleep immediately? Well, you're not my an problem in? anymore, so do what you want. Our job here is done. I would thank you again, but you nearly got us killed multiple times. And Dolph here oh. is never going to see his friend Munchie again. Good luck with those goons, Sariel. Wow, we are never going to do you any favors or slay any of your enemies for revenge again. Well, that's a shame, but I bid you good day. And they begin to flutter away and through beams of sunlight. She was kind of rude. Pixies, man. Pixies. What did I tell you about pixies? I just I've never so told you anything about pixies. I still cannot get over how well we just did in that. Right? I mean, I, I Eden. Think, what can I say except you're welcome? You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, okay. <laughs> nice. Okay, don't, don't, don't kill it. But yeah, you know, I think maybe we should be utilizing fog more. It, I think it'd be really good for just concealing ourselves in fights and whatnot. Especially if we see another bone bear. I've heard things about bone bears, and you don't want to mess with them. I mean, you can teleport. Man, that fog just... Maybe we can find more ways to use it. That went really well. So, shall we take a rest? I think we probably need one out. What time of yeah. day is it, James? I love that idea. It is afternoon, and let's just say before the pixies leave, they tell you that it is now the 12th. It is one day since you went into the Feywild. Hmm. I really thought more time than that would have passed. I'm pleasantly surprised. As you guys settle down next to this babbling brook and start setting up camp, you are going to need to get ready to make some travel checks. Yay! Is there anything anybody wants to do on this adventure? The only things you guys absolutely need is a navigator, a scout, and a quartermaster. Mm hmm And remind me what the quartermaster's duties are? Quartermaster is anything that alleviates the cost of a journey. Oh, I, I can do that because I have music. You're not... How? How does music help you get less cost? I pay for things with song. Oh, there's no society here. It's just forest. Oh, I pay tree with song. <laughs> yes. So, Sariel, you know the general direction in which you need to go, and you guys have a map of the Vale. Now that you're out, you know where you are, at the very least. Unless somebody really beefs their navigation role. And you also have the general location of the Spriggan. Do I get to sleep sometime soon? Yes. Sorry, you guys are one note then. You guys are now taking a long rest. Happy times. <laughs> and you're no no longer going to be exhausted. Yeah, get my spells back. Mm-hmm. And I get my health back right too. Yes, sir. And half my hit dice. Ooh, we needed that. So quartermaster, navigator, and scout. Well, sorry, since you seem to know 
the Blowville, do you want to be our navigator? I'll be scouts or quartermaster. Trying to think how a quartermaster would work out in the forest. Foraging for food, rationing the food you have. There's lots of different things that you do, like hunting. Well, as a fly hunter, um, I'm both adept at spotting very small things that I'm hunting, and also good at dealing with rationing out very small amounts of fly-based supplies to the party. <laughs> so I would be fine with either scout or quartermaster. You can also do something else. Like, if you're gige and just want to be like, I want to keep my eye out for poison. Hmm. Whilst I'm also helping something. I want to say the way we generally do this is Sariel scouts about in critter form. Um, yeah, I think typically it was I was navigator, you were scout, and Eden would be quartermaster or 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 uh, Galena would. But one of you two would be quartermaster because you know how to talk to people better than most of us. In this but case, not- there won't be there won't yeah. be much talking to people. Although it's conceivable that you might run across some hunters and be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. can I buy this off you?" Well, Sten, do you want to be quartermaster and maybe use some root strength to get us some food? Yes. I think that sounds like a great idea. Do you guys think that's okay? Is this, is this an all right idea? Yeah. I'm deeply in Galena. touch. You may end up eating on a snake. You know, no complaints. Hey, look, if you flame on when you do it, you're going to be cooking the food as you kill it. So that just means less work. Eating Glenna, what do you think? Sounds good to me. Okay. Glenna's half asleep right now. She's just like holding her loot, half snoozing. She's down with anything that happens. Okay, so basically, put yourself on a task. Someone's taking lead on that task. Someone's helping if they want help. And then you tell me how you're doing that. Then we roll. Also, just sort of tell me if there's anything else you want to keep your eye out on this journey for. Or in okay. Sten's case, being quartermaster. How is he quartermastering? I think just Sten give me a little be, flavor on it. He's oh. going to be quartermastering through sheer absurdity. In the sense that this is not something he's typically an expert at hunting. Because of his various psychotic breaks he's experienced, he absolutely believes that he is an expert fly hunter, snake hunter. That sort of thing. So if he succeeds, it's through a small miracle born of undeserved confidence. And it'll be mostly (laughs) snake-based food. But delicious snake-based food. And if he fails, you know, it'll be because he sucks. Okay. He's leading over to Eden and Glenna and be like, maybe one of you should help him. I'll help. Glenna will uh, also be on the lookout for healing stuff. Okay. Sarl, do you want to do navigation since you know the force better than any of us? And I'll be scared. Yeah, that's, that's agreeable. I know the forest really well, and I'm good at the paper things. I will be scout. I will be keeping an eye out for any people, any hazards, that sort of thing. Uh, I'd, I think I'd also like to look for some poisons, James. Okay. And Eden? As I can, you know, I can be a floater. Would you, I don't know, could you help with scouting? Or or, or, she, or she can just make up a task that she wants to do as we traverse, right? As we travel? Well, I can certainly help scouting. Um, yeah, she's got an know, owl I, that I, she I can have see an through owl, its eyes. Yeah. That's right. Durr, I forgot. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, there we go. As we're traveling, I think the only thing Sariel would really be on the lookout for is animal traces, fox or otherwise, that seem to indicate a group of animals traveling together that maybe might not usually. Okay. Sariel, make two survival rolls. The first one is navigating, and the second one is keeping an eye out for unusual animal activity. Sariel rolled a 12 on that first one and critically succeeded with a 26 on the second one. Dang. Nice. Well, I'm going to write these down real quick. <clears throat> Actually, Are we still rolling at advantage or normal? Oh, wait. That was no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that. Okay, scratch that. Um. So let me look at those again. See, I was the guy who just said, what about the homework teacher? No, 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 it's Sorry. okay. Because it actually doesn't change it. it. Like, 
it gets rid of the critical success, but it's still decent. Uh, the, so the first one will be a 12, and the second one will be a 24. That first one isn't so great, but eh, not abysmal either. Okay, Gige and Eden, you guys are scouting. Yeah. Yep. Eden, roll first to help Gige as you kind of spot for him with your owl. Okay. Just sort of lazing across the back of your horse, according to everybody else, but <laughs> actually casting your senses out. Is this still survival? Uh, this will be perception. Ah, okay, one sec. It's good that we have horses, because now she can do that. She's be like, yo, I'm just going to post up on Frisian. That is not, wow, that's a different word. Hang on. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Eden rolled a six in perception. That's okay. It just means Gij is rolling normal, not at advantage. Okay, and I am also rolling perception? Yes. All right. Big money, big money. I rolled a 23 in perception. Nice. Okay. Quartermasters, Sten, you're absurdly hunting, and Galena is doing what to help out? I'm bolstering Sten's hunting with song. <laughs> Are you following him around? <laughs> giving him yeah. rad oh, Snake tunes. charming! Snake charming! Yeah. <laughs> this is how I you like... catch him, Galena. This is, you know, you know about snake hunting. It's good I'm, to um... see a veteran. Yeah, I'm combining like both elements of heroism in my music to cast on Sten and calm, calm target to cast on the target <laughs> while I'm playing music. Okay, and I was just about to say this sounds like if you succeed, <laughs> Sten gets disadvantage. Oh no! Um, <laughs> but I get it. I get it now. Okay. I'm also keeping an eye out for like helpful herbs and stuff for like right, 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 right. Medicine. Okay. Uh, Galena, give me a performance and a nature. And actually, Gige, you said you were looking for stuff as well. Mm -hmm. What did you want to look for? Many poisonous herbs, roots, uh, okay. animal parts, that sort of thing. Nature as well. Barnage for me. Gige rolled a three in nature, so I ain't going to find much poison goodies. I roll a 16 in performance because I'm obviously super invested in making Sten hunt better. Um, and a 20 in nature because my true goal is to look for some herbs. Sweet. 16 is good. I know, but it's, but, You're modifying but I've it. got a 9 on perform. Like, I rolled a 7. It <laughs> means your heart's not in it. You've been cursed with, like, low performance rolls, it's true. I know, it's bad. But, you know, if it makes Dunn feel better, then that's what matters. He, whatever you're playing, he's imagining, he's trying to compose some lyrics um, to go with it that are like the ballad of the slaying of Heshes. <laughs> All right, Sten, drop a survival at advantage as you try to hunt. Wow, Sten rolled a 20 in survival. Not a natural 20, but a 20 both times. All right, so you guys get where you're going. You don't get there quickly, but you get there. Sariel, you notice something very strange. As you are getting to where you're going, there are just curious moments where you see tracks of four identical animals pretty often, or see four identical birds in a tree way over yonder, but it becomes mm. very clear to you that you guys are being tracked by those foxes. Rude. Those little jerks. And it is very clear now that they are druids, or at least something capable of switching to different animal forms. I reckon you probably relate that to us pretty early on, right? Yeah, I want to say at first she would just kind of casually point it out. And then as it like reoccurred, she'd be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's those guys. We're being tracked. So Sten, after a bunch of ridiculous failures, what do you like shot put a rock in a random direction and bonk in the head? Like a huge snake, right? Or, or like maybe I like shot put a rock in a random direction and like breaks open the side of a cliff where, like, Snake Nest was. Let's go full anaconda on this. 
Like an anaconda. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's a 20. I'm pretty sure you got quite a bit of food in this. I just bonk. Yes, I bonk an anaconda accidentally. Like, yeah, I, th I throw it like a shadow that I think is a snake. And I'm like, there's one classic snake nest. And it like misses, hits a tree, falls down a cliff, and happens to land on an anaconda that was like hunting like a some sort of large rodent. <laughs> Bonus, you get half a rodent in the in the package. <laughs> Galena, you are going to fill up your medical supplies as you travel. You just find Yay. bounties of herbs and my herbs are bountiful. <laughs> yes, bountiful herbs and fibers that you can use for bandages. Stan's just gonna come back to camp with this like annoying Galena the whole time with his tales of his own prowess. Like, even though she just witnessed his actual incompetence, his lucky I'm just, incompetence. I'm just, like, responding, like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. While I'm, like, looking through the bushes for, for herbs, just kind of, like, generally, like, agreeing, but not really listening. <laughs> At some point, Gij brings you some herbs and says, is this bloodroot? And he hands it to you, and you're like, no, but this is this, you know, curative mixture, thanks. Because yes. he does not find any poison. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I put it in my bag. <laughs> glad I could help. Eden spends the whole time being a rad bird and flying around. Oh, yeah. Clearly too distracted to help Gij. Just having a fun time. <laughs> well, I can't help it if it's fun. Sorry, Gij, but I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone here. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Except I mean, I'm not killing any birds. You're just flying. You're having fun. You know, I, I would want to like kill time and be a flying owl too. I think I did okay with my with my scouting though. Don't worry. Sariel, near the beginning of your trip, maybe a day and a half after you guys have rested and are making relatively good progress, you think a small bird flutters over and lands on your shoulder and says to you, Excellent work. I'm glad you fulfilled your promise to the sprites. Good news and bad news. Good news. The Spriggan is stationary, but we still need you to check it out. Bad news. Something has breached the western white wall. Not enough rangers to check. Keep your eyes open. And the bird twitters a little bit and waits for your response. I got a big snake. <laughs> what did they breach? A wall? The white wall. White wall. Maybe whatever breached the white wall is friendly and is just here to give everyone hugs. Seems likely. We've Definitely. killed all the bad things. Yeah, it's we've obvious... killed so many bad things there can't possibly be any left. It's obviously Connor wanting to come hang out. Uh, oh, sorry, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> we still haven't replaced Connor. I know. Um, that place sucks. You, you can't replace Fairweather. He's too special a boy. Sariel will respond uh, with a thank you for the information and that we'll be cautious, but we won't be deviating from our path to, to check it out. We'll just be careful. The bird waits to make sure you're done and then flutters south. The voice, of course, was Bronwyn. Wait, did you want a piece of snake? <laughs> the bird doesn't react. More for um, me. So... I'm going to set up a quick scene. Gij, you are going to be away from camp some evening mm -hmm. in the next couple days. Maybe when Sariel tells you, you're probably still a couple days away from the area in which the Spriggan was last reported. Okay. So why are you away from the campfire? Um, I can only guess that maybe I was I was terribly unsatisfied with how many poisonous roots and goodies I've been finding and seeing that we've been doing all right, both in terms of food and travel. I, I, I go to make another effort. Say a prayer to Saloon, try and find more roots. As you were praying and keeping one eye open for roots around you, the 
brooch on your chest lit, letting you see in the darkness as dusk has fallen about an hour ago, and you're thinking about turning in, you hear a crack behind you, someone stepping on a twig, and you hear an exhalation of breath, frustrated. Is Gij hearing this or is all of us? Gij, you see the fire in the distance where the rest of the party is apparently just chatting away and getting ready to crash for the evening. Mm-hmm. Do you continue to pray? Let me do a perception to see if this person's a danger to me. You said they exhaled? Yes, you heard these, but these are not loud. Okay, let me do a perception, see if I can't figure out if I'm in danger. Or... You already did a perception and succeeded baller. But right okay. now, something's behind you. Are you just going to keep listening? Are you going to look? I am going to continue to pretend to pray. I have my left leg up, so my, my left arm is on my knee. Uh, but my right arm, I'm, I'm just sort of sneaking it over to my to my left hip where my sword is. And I'm just kind of waiting to see if I hear any more noise. Get, getting ready in case there's an ambush. Okay. You hear very soft footsteps advance forward and no other sounds. But they are getting closer behind you. Okay, well, this person's not rushing me, so I'm just going to turn and look over my shoulder. You look behind you and see a person you've not seen for a long time. It is a woman wearing black clothes. She is tall-ish with a piece of cloth across the bottom half of her face, but you recognize her despite it, mostly via her bow, which is drawn taut, pointed at you, its arrows fleshed with raven feathers. He will stand up because at- he doesn't say anything, but he smiles and clears his throat some. He wants to hug her, but it's not really how their relationship is. So he'll just kind of give her that, that lean in with the, the you know, where, where like how two guys might hug each other, but they don't really want to do a full hug. So it's just like, yo, just kind of shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. As you advance to her, the bow goes down and you hear another just <clears throat> <laughs> as you back up out of this awkward hug, the woman in front of you unstrings the bow and puts it over her shoulder, putting the arrow back in her quiver and holds up her hands, gives you the sign for why are you here. He's grinning like a dummy because it's been so long since he's seen this person. And he says, it's kind of a long story. Should I, I, I could introduce the others. Would you want to? I mean, she actually so- stops you talking, like puts her hand on your face, on your chin, and like looks at you really close and then shoves you back a little bit and points to her eyes and then points to you. Oh, Right. Yeah. Um, I made a deal with the Fae and those visions I was having, I'm not having them. I mean, it's not a permanent fix, but at least for a week, I don't have visions. She looks vaguely like the barest glimmer of excited for a moment, but then it goes away. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, um, so there was a war. I'll give you the short version. We prevented it. There's some nice people. They're okay, I think. I kind of trust them. I don't know. Uh, they're okay. They're not bad people. Uh, but one of them is, is a half-orc. He's cursed. I'm just trying to help them take care of this sword he's cursed with. Did you want to meet them? I'm kind of surprised. I I mean, am I, am I going to die? Do you know if I'm going to die? Are you going to die? Do I need to... She eat? shakes her head and basically says, I'm working, but not for you. Okay. Um. Well, did you want to come back and meet the others? And then just you can hang out with us until you need to take care of what you need to do? She shakes her head. Oh, okay. But gives you the, it's nice to see you, though. Gij is, is having a, a, a moment of strong emotion, but he doesn't really know how to express himself. So he just kind of smiles and nods and doesn't really say anything because he has no clue what to say. She pulls out a wax tablet and starts scraping on it with a sharp stick and holds it up to you. And it says, 
where are you going to be in one month? Oh, that's the, um, we're going to meet Dupe, right, James? Yeah. He'll just tell her of the location where, where we're going to meet Dupe. She nods as she's rubbing the wax flat again and sort of looks around, looks over at the fire kind of awkwardly and signs, bye. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Are, do, you, do you need any gold? You don't have to kill people. I can give you some gold. I mean, are you her? I, I'm kind of a paladin now. I can heal you if you need that. <laughs> she laughs, just sort of breathy. Yeah. And and signs, no. Uh, okay, all right. And then I'll... basically puts her hand on your shoulder and like signs the number for 4, 4K. <laughs> and then okay. it's like okay. belly laughing, but quietly. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, you're good. She recovers and wipes a tear from her eye and sort of firmly pats your shoulder and starts to walk away. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll see you in a month. She gives you the thumbs up. Gijou will return to the campfire where there's no doubt mountains of more anaconda. <laughs> Damn right there is. You've been eating anaconda for days. It's the worst. <laughs> delicious. It, Tastes it is like delicious. victory and triumph over things that tried to kill you. But are you Eat eating anaconda toast? We yes, probably have bread. Let's say that's a thing. I like it. <laughs> I want to say by this point, he's just probably sick of it, but he knows this is really helping Sten with his, his anxiety over Heshes. So he's just pretty really like, mm, this is so good, Sten. It's really good stink. Sten's just like beaming with happiness at Gige, feeling utterly <laughs> redeemed for multiple failures and multiple accidental attempted murders of his friends. In fact, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to do my words. Do you guys remember in Spider Man 2? When Harry Osborn eats the pie and he goes, this is so good. Does no one remember that? I don't actually remember the scene. No. I mean, I remember in the movie, but I remember well, the, the clip go, of it, yes. Go look it up. And, <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about, yeah. And he's just like selling really hard. He's like, oh, this is so good. This snake is so good. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that you guys get up to while you're traveling? Because overall, things go swimmingly. Glenn is working on more of Snuffles and Truffles. <sighs> it's a miracle. Although somewhat more tragic now that that we've seen a rabbit die, but we didn't. We saw it well, disappear, but yeah, we didn't see yeah, it die. Maybe it survived. Died. Maybe it becomes Snuffles and right? finds it find, its own truffle. Yes, it that's finds probably... it. It finds its way back to spots. It's left the spots. He turns mm -hmm. into truffles. Yeah, it happens. It's gonna happen. That, that's what happens. That's what happens. Oh, slowly Sten's mind is mending itself with beautiful lies. <laughs> okay. So, guys, I'm trying to process everything that's happened the last few days or years or whatever. Am I the only one who doesn't understand what happened to our lives exactly recently? Because that was weird. And there was there was a light in the ceiling, and it made monsters appear. And then, that was an illusion. Mm, and then time was stopped, but then we killed a frog. And then time wasn't stopped, but it was stopped at a different time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's not do that again. No, Sariel will nod. A lot of that, and she'll try to explain the Feywild a little bit. Like, it's not here, but it's here. It's like dreaming. Don't don't worry about it too much. It's like dreaming, but your friends die. Y yes. And she'll, oh. she'll, mm -hmm. pat, she'll mm -hmm. pat Sten as reassuringly <laughs> as she's able. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a place to be taken lightly. Sten's sort of holding back some tears and just sort of crying into his his roasted heshes oh no Sariel would hug sten oh no at, at the mention of it's a dream but it kills your friends gij puts his face in his hands he's like oh too real 
<laughs> Kalena really wants to hug Sten, but she just kind of sits there awkwardly looking around, chewing on some snake. Sorry to kill the mood, everyone. No. Sorry, will notice that Gij is also distressed and realize that her arms aren't big enough to hug both of them, so she'll just turn oh. into a bear and just literally bear hug <laughs> both of them. That's the best. This is my favorite scene ever. At this Gohan is definitely gonna run into that. She needs some of so this bear. It's, it's bear hug, puddle again. We gotta hug it out. We gotta hug it out. It's so bad. Eat it! I want a gif of a fire with all of you leaning against Sariel bear in front of it. That, that actually is like absolutely fantastic. I love the idea of transforming into a bear to hug better. Yeah. You need to hug more. When I, you're I, a small librarian and you can't protect your friends, but you can at least be a bear to hug them later. <laughs> yeah. There's no druid I like better than Sariel Druid. She uses shape shifting right. <laughs> I want to say at some point, Keish will take off his hand and be like, yeah, look, when you get into battles, I know it's a downer, but it's it's good to talk about what you're thinking and feeling. Because it's just, if you don't talk about the things you've seen and the things that you're feeling, it takes a toll on you and it starts to mess with you. And, and I'm glad you're, you're talking about Sten because for your efficiency, you've killed a lot of people and it's, it's not something you just want to become comfortable with. Dario will realize that this isn't just Gij giving good advice. This is Gij like relating life experiences that he's had and will just make like sad bear noise. And just, like, lick the top of his head. <laughs> and he took his hat off, so now he has a big cow lick. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, at first, he makes an indignant face, because he's like, what? And then he realizes that, you know, she's a bear, so this is her trying to be company. He's like, well, okay, I accept this. Sorry I stabbed you guys more than once. Galena just goes, hmm. Oh, I gotta get rid of this sword. Well, look, yes. you, have, you, have, you have a knife now, so if you absolutely positively now. have to cut something... Use the knife. It's not extremely lethal like the sword, but as long as you don't have to touch the sword, you know, we're, we're one step away from you not hurting someone. It did take me a surprisingly long time to think of getting a cutting thing that isn't a demon sword. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems obvious when you think about it. Aren't we going to go find the thing to break the spell on the sword? Yes, soon, yes. hopefully. Yes, okay. after cheese. And cheese? a nice bed. Yes, cheese and a nice oh. bed. Those are my terms. And I guess the Spriggan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing, too. Yeah. Unless, there are boxes the after us, so we probably should get going. Where? Okay, I forget, James, out of character. Does Galena know that the place that they have to go for for the hammer is not friendly for dwarves? Uh, it has yeah, been you... mentioned several times. Okay. She kind of grumbles a little bit, but she doesn't know if she should say yet that she's not going to be with them when they do that. I imagine as this night sort of wears on, the camera like pans away from the cuddle puddle with the bear over to the nearby tree where Sten's sword leans against it and just like ominous music starts playing <laughs> in the yeah, flickering firelight. <laughs> I'm sure it's not going to be happy with another sword. And <laughs> Well, it's it's a dagger. I don't think it feels threatened by the presence of a dagger. Like, it knows, well, like... what I'm suggesting is that I might get another sword. Oh, not okay. just a dagger. But Actually, maybe the dagger's enough. So I would say probably after that night, he's he's starting to feel just a touch close with everyone after he's tried to put himself out there, but then he doesn't quite know how to do that effectively. And because Galena's been been reeling from the attacks, he'll and say being a toad. <laughs> and being a toad. No, she's 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 going to be feeling it later. He'll say, "So how how's how's it been going? How how have you been doing?" Uh, like, 
so Golan is not gonna really understand why he's approaching her right now. He's just, she just thinks he's asking her, "How are you?" She's just gonna be mm. like, "I'm okay," <laughs> like play her lute a little bit. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing better. And he has a completely sincere smile. Um, better, good. Yeah. Well, I, so last night you didn't really talk too much. But I, the last couple trials have been kind of difficult for you. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? Oh, well, uh, she kind of looks down and is thinking. And you can see that it looks like she's about to cry. And then she sort of purses her lips and she's just like, I'm, I'm fine. Well, you don't have to be okay. It's okay to not be okay, especially when we do the things we do. So out of character you know how when you're not feeling well and someone is asking you how you're feeling but mm -hmm. you're afraid of crying so you don't really respond because you mm -hmm. don't want to cry in front of someone that's kind of what she's going through now so Do you just like anger face at him to what, mask the muscle twitches <laughs> well what she does as um Gige is talking to her and and persists she just kind of she's trying to in her head she's thinking just don't don't cry you're fine and she looks at him and she sees that he's talking to her and, and trying to get her to talk. And she just starts crying. <laughs> like her eyes start tearing up. And she's like, I'm okay. Gij will put his uh, hand on Elena's shoulder and leans closer so it's harder for anyone to see if she's crying or not. It's difficult to say what you're feeling when it's hard. And there's <laughs> a lot of pressure. She kind of, through her tears, laughs a little bit when he says it's difficult to say what you're feeling when it's hard. And and she wipes him away and she's like, I'm just a little bit tired of getting hurt and being a toad and forgetting that I could play music was really weird. And I didn't like that. I don't quite understand it, but I can relate a little bit. I mean, there was a time where my eyes worked, my eyes and my brain worked like they do now. I mean, I'm I wasn't a toad. Like, it's not like I did music before, but yeah, no, it's it's not comfortable to all of a sudden not be able to do a thing that you felt was natural. It wasn't just that I, f I couldn't play music anymore. Like that was very frustrating. But when I was a toad, I was actually forgetting who I was. I didn't think of myself as a musician. And just knowing that I existed at a point in my life where I didn't realize who I was makes me wonder what who who even am i i mean i know that i am a musician i know that that's what i want to be and want to do but i'm here traveling with you guys i'm i haven't really been playing music as much as i want to i don't know what i'm doing like what am i even doing she puts her hands on her temples and looks like she's starting to freak out he's going to pat her on the head because she's a dwarf <laughs> and give her like a, a shoulder hug. He's like, "Whoa, look! How, wait, you're, you're how old? You're like how old as a dwarf? How old are you? You're a teen for a dwarf, aren't you?" I'm, I'm almost an adult. I'm how how old is old a old teenage dwarf? I think I put down I was like twenty five or thirty. I can't remember. I think she's. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say twenty seven. Okay. I'm twenty seven. I'm pretty much an adult. Well, look. Don't worry about figuring out who you are because you're a dwarf and you live longer than even I do. So you got more time. I mean, hell, poor Sten. Anyway, Geesh um, quickly starts to move away from what he was going to say. She she looks a little bit panicked for a second. 
you've got time to figure it out. Just go with what feels natural. Don't punish yourself. She looks at Gige and then she kind of looks around at Sten and, and Eden. And she, she it, it occurs to her that, okay, yeah, she does have a longer lifespan. And she says out loud, I almost died a lot. And I, I wonder, I just, I wish I'd been nicer to my parents. And I kind of miss them. You have time. You know, it's, it's once you better understand your mortality, it really puts things in perspective. In fact, can I say that I'm going to do something covertly, James? I mean, I guess the others might try and sneak a peek, but... Since you're going to be telling us anyway, just to try. Mm-hmm. At one point, as, as he's talking to Galena and he's seeing she's, she's like kind of hurting, he'll say, just because you almost died doesn't mean you actually did die. And he'll, he'll loosen up his cravat a little bit and tug it down and show her that there's a scar around his neck. Oh, that's, that's not good. Can I roll medicine, James, to figure out what it is? Uh, you don't even have to. It's very obviously a rope burn. Who tried to kill you like that? Some elves tried to. Elves? Mm-hmm. Where they... She kind of looks at Sariel and looks back at Gij and she says, Is that why you're kind of uncomfortable around elves? It yeah. seems like you have... Yeah. I'm I'm uncomfortable with, with people in authority to begin with, just because... I'm used to people giving me directions that don't usually work very good for me. The guy that I was serviced to, Philip Walcor, he ended up getting tangled up with the Indicot. One time we were in an elf village. He did something he shouldn't have. He hightailed it. Very nicely left me laying in my cot. And I was a human in an all-elf town. And they dragged me out because I came in with him. But just the same, I'm not still in that tree because an elf in that village cut me down. So don't let fear or pain stop you. As long as you find things to care about or believe in, then even in times that are hard, your beliefs will guide you. And then Gish will quickly do up his cravat in a bit of worry, hoping no one else saw. It's probably assumed that you guys were having this conversation at least semi-privately. Mm-hmm. Galena wipes her eyes a little bit again and, and kind of absentmindedly rubs at the scar that's on her chest from the first time she was almost killed. <laughs> um, And then after Guy shared that with her, she kind of scrunches her face up a little bit. And she says, after that whole debacle with the toad and me being really overly emotional and me crying now, uh, I usually don't like people to see me like this, but I guess with you guys, I'm used to it now. It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) She kind of laughs. At least, I mean, at least I've got friends, I think. Friends are good. Yeah, I'd say we're all friends. She looks at Gige and she kind of thinks for a minute and says, I'm going to go as far as I can with you to the Cold Forge, but I can't go with you guys to the Cold Forge. Speaking of unchecked emotions, that place does weird things to dwarves and it's not very safe for me to be around other people, I hmm. think, from what I've heard. Well, that means you're just going to get time to chill in a nearby town and practice your music because we still have to go back to Hamel's Crossroad and get our money from Dupe. That's true. She sort of clenches her her fists a little bit and says, I don't know what to do about... She's kind of like stumbling over her words because she doesn't know how to, to say it, but, she's, but she finally gets out. I'll be really worried about you guys, especially since I won't be there to heal you. Well, you've got your thing now. She points at Gij's shield, but then she says, but 
my way's better. She points to herself. It's a lot more reliable, <laughs> I agree. I was trained pretty well, speaking of my parents. Just, I'm not as good as they are, but I kind of had my own thing that I wanted to do. She kind of shrugs with her loot. She gets this panicked look on her face and she says, Okay, I'm going to have to send you guys on that with a whole bunch of my medicine. I'm going to have to make a list and train you guys in a little bit of medicine. She starts kind of like panicking, thinking that she's not going to be there. You guys better not die on me, she says, pointing her finger at Gij accusingly. <laughs> Gij looks from side to side like, what did I do? I'm doing a good thing. Don't die. I think that's a good place to wrap up as Galena starts berating the entire party of how they need to know how to treat themselves. Yeah, now she's yelling at everyone to not die. She was like, she was crying and now she's just like going up to everyone and being really angry about them potentially dying. <laughs> okay, you guys continue traveling and you start to get into the region where this Spriggan supposedly is. Do you guys do anything to prepare for the sudden onset of a angry tree? Yeah. Can we find any acorns or seeds perhaps on the way or something? Yes. Or anything nearby? Easily. Cool. Good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a bunch of those and be like, yo, let's, let's have these and plant these nearby. Hopefully that makes the spriggan a bit more agreeable or just even just show them we have seeds. I think that's probably something they care about. Right? Sorry, y'all. Uh, I, I mean... <laughs> This is one of those things where, like, I'm I'm torn between ad-libbing it and, like, asking for information. Because I, I, f I feel like they're probably really far gone in terms of being, like, almost vengeful spirits. But I don't I don't really know, and I don't know if Sariel would know. Well, I feel like nature, Sariel that would seems know. like a good time to be like, I want to roll nature just to make sure. And would this cold iron sword work on them? Are they fey, or are they just trees? That is a good question. Which... Sariel will be able to answer. Sariel rolled an eight in nature. You are not sure whether or not planting seeds would calm a spriggan. You're not sure actually at all what would calm a spriggan because spriggans are generally kept in check by other trees. And if it broke out, it must be mad enough to hurt another tree. Oof, so this one's, this one's real mad. Yes. Well, I say we plant some nearby seeds before we encounter this guy. And if you want, try using your staff to accelerate the growth of the trees. Maybe that'll make them hopefully feel that we're not bad guys. Maybe it'll at least make them want to talk and make them not want to rip off our faces immediately. Yeah, that, that does seem reasonable. I at least have some kind of gesture. Yeah. And, you know, if it all goes pear-shaped, just Eden and Sten can turn them into Kindle, I guess. I'd really prefer not to. The lot of you are advancing and maybe half a day later, just as dusk is falling and you're thinking about maybe setting up camp again, you hear a voice singing ahead of you. It's distant and sort of a sort of deep and rumbly voice. And a few moments later, you realize that this person is singing in Orcish. Ork. And it's singing basically a lullaby, but it doesn't sound very calming to most of you. Who is it calming for? <laughs> it's a good question. Do you guys start heading towards this song? Hell yeah. Glenna, is this song, what, is, what does this song tell us? Does this mean, like, what can you get from it? I and mean, this is your domain. Can I roll for music? Yeah, roll an insight. And do you speak Orcish or no? Mm, no. Sten, do you want to translate what you can hear? Absolutely. I okay. also speak civil Orcish, so I can also try to translate. I rolled an 18 for insight. 
Though do remember, I'm not like the greatest at orcish. Right. Between Gij and Sten, who possibly argue a little bit over the meanings because they're both not masters of the language. But as you are listening to this song, it is someone who's kind of having a good time and soothing someone, perhaps a friend. But you can also tell just by the way that the person is singing that they are not a good singer, one. And two, they are probably a little bit drunk. (laughs) Sounds like my kind of person. As you get close and are able to see through the tree line, you see a large, whomping willow-style animate tree that is flailing at an orcish man wearing hides who turns to you and waves cheerily with a mug. And wait, says, wait, he's fighting something? He's fighting? The tree appears to be trying to swing at him, but is too far away. And he's singing at the tree. Yes. And awesome. he waves to you and says, Stern, you found me again. How did you get here so quickly? Is it the, is it the shaman guy? It is Olo Winterchild, and we will wrap for the evening. Well, happy times. <laughs> my, 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 yay. Something to center Sten in the world again. That's Your teacher buddy. necessary. Well, you, you, got, you got a good old giant snake kill, so. I know. I can tell nobody, tell him otherwise. We killed Heshtus. Our heroes have escaped from the Feywild with effortless grace, but will the hunt continue as they're menaced by multiple foxtails? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. Being a physics minor slash just science person, if we filled it now, unless it's magic fog, sound will travel faster in the uh, Ah, moisture. Actually, yeah, so like, as a person who's taken a bunch of audiology classes, fog provides extra impedance because it goes from transferring wa- through water. States, yeah. Sound travels faster, but Actually, from air to water, from air to water, major, from air to water. Um, as a communication major, I know nothing about this, so... <laughs> Wait, wait, we need all a third, these, actually. All these nerds, all these nerds talking about the physics of sneaking magical horses through the magical... <laughs> That's world. right. As, an ar- as a former <laughs> art major, I like the bone layer. because it means I don't have to draw as much. Oh, I think Mark <laughs> wins on this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we can thought... have someone do a fan art of this, and it's just like blue with right? it's just swirlies. Faint outlines, little bursts of color. If we have any listeners who have any fog fact, email us at... <laughs> Sometimes, Sometimes heroes, heroes pod at gmail.com. <laughs>